Hey friends, welcome back to the Pulpit to Pew podcast. Today we're going to look at a man who asked God to give him 15 more years of life. And God did it. What happened? Let's talk about it. Well, hello again, and once again, welcome back. Posting a little bit late this week because yesterday I spent my day at Chuck E. Cheese. It's been a few years since I've been there. I still say, you can argue with me if you want, I still say the pepperoni pizza from Chuck E. Cheese is the best pizza I've ever had. Some of you are going to send me some hate mail now that I said that. But Chuck E. Cheese pizza, pepperoni, the best pizza pizza I've ever had. And so I had an excuse to go because we were watching our friends' kids and we had an excuse. So I got to go there because it's weird when a 41-year-old goes to Chuck E. Cheese by himself. So then I wasn't going to do that, but we had three kids we were watching. We took them to Chuck E. Cheese. My kids were there as well and we had a blast. I ate a large pizza almost by myself and uh, we had we had a great time. But uh, So I'm coming to you a little late. Got a pizza excuse this time, but but we're here, and we're talking about a guy, it may be me, I guess, after a large Chuck E. Cheese pepperoni pizza, I may be in the same situation that we find Hezekiah in, and, and God had come to him, and God said, in 2 Kings 20, and then in 21, I'll touch a little bit on too, but remember God came to Hezekiah, the king, and I should give a little backdrop, Hezekiah was a king of, I should quiz you, is it the northern kingdom Israel or the southern kingdom Judah? And your answer is... Judah's correct answer. One of the great, probably one of the best kings after David and uh, Solomon, and when the kingdom split, probably one of the best kings, but he was far from perfect. And we're going to talk a little bit about that today. Hezekiah was a man who started strong, but uh, there was a time at just about 39 years old, younger than I am. At 39 years old, God came to him and said, basically, set your affairs in order, your house in order. You're going to die. Your time has come. Hezekiah got alone with God. He said he turned towards the wall and he prayed and, and cried out to God for extra time. And God gave him extra time. Not only did he give him extra time, he gave him a sign. Because then when God said through the prophet Isaiah, okay, I'm going to give you 15 more years. He goes, okay, can you give me a sign that you're really going to do that? And so he gave him a sign that he was going to give him 15 more years. And he'd used, it's interesting this is a side note, but that's what this podcast, we're just talking about our journey in the Bible, that he used, it seems like, a modern-day medicinal way of healing him. He took, what was it, the figs and things, and they put it on the uh, put it on him, and it healed him. We don't know exactly the details, but, but Hezekiah still wanted a sign that he was going to get those 15 years, and God turned back the dial of the sun. Interesting state. I've I've ran into some conspiracy not conspiracy theorists they're they're probably cousins to conspiracy theorists but they're uh, people that over analyze the Bible in that they try to find something in everything and someone was talking about the dials of when he dialed it back so it was like what was it ten degrees and and then that is the songs of degrees and psalms and this I was like I, I honestly I'm so confused right now I I didn't know where all the guy was going but. But it is interesting that God was able to dial back the sun as a proof to him of this promise that God would do that, something that miraculous, that that stop one of the largest 
stars in our solar system. Of course, to God, it's just like, hey, there's a lot of other solar systems with a lot of bigger stars. But he's going to do all that for one man. And he did. This guy had 15 more years. But unfortunately, I don't think that those 15 years are the best years of Hezekiah's life. There was a good moment. I think we read after, if my chronological mindset is correct, that we did read after this, and if the chronological Bible is right, there was that moment where Rabbishak or Sennacherib was, through his soldier, his lead, was, was threatening them, and, and Hezekiah um, won another battle, and he prayed to God. But for the most part, over this time period, it wasn't his best. And there was that time when the Babylonians reached out to him because they'd heard he was sick, and the, the leader of the Babylonians reached out to him and basically wanted to bring him a gift. And Hezekiah allowed him to come and was so, this is the problem. And when you read into it, I didn't bring my Bible and even in front of me for the Bible podcast, but we're talking about our journey, kind of like the hope is to kind of like we're just conversing about our journey through the Bible. But the, the leader of Babylon, Babylon came and Hezekiah showed him every inch of his palace, all of his gold, everything. And no matter who you read, and even when you read the text, if you read it closely and how Isaiah rebuked him somewhat and the questions that Isaiah said and how Hezekiah responded, all of this was done in pride. He was so proud of all of his possessions that he lost focus of the giver of possessions, God. And so Isaiah rebukes him somewhat. We've been reading Isaiah as well, the prophet. And Isaiah rebuked Hezekiah for this. And he said this. He said, one day Babylon will have everything that you own. They're going to have your nation. Because a hundred years later, it wouldn't come. And this is another interesting thing. Hezekiah said, I wish I would have brought my Bible in front of me. I could look it up real quick. But he said, the thing that the Lord has said is good. That's what he said. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He just pronounced judgment on Israel. He just, on Judah, he just said that, that Babylon is going to come in at one day and they're going to take over. But they said it was going to, but God said through the prophet, it wasn't going to happen in Hezekiah's time. And so Hezekiah said, the thing that you said is good. Oh, so it's okay that Judah is going to be overtaken because it's not in your time period. Do you sense, do you hear here? And I know that I'm only speaking on the negative of Hezekiah. He did have some good years, but it just says in his last 15 years, he allowed some things to slip. And one of the things was his pride and his selfishness. And he's only focused on himself and what he has. And he has forgotten about the God who gave him all that he has, even these extra 15 years. And then his son. It says his son was 12 years old when he began to reign. My initial thought was, okay, so that meant that he had to have been born in the last 15 years that that Manasseh requested. And that's very possible. There's another theory that he actually began his reign during the first so many years of Hezekiah's time, and then he finished it out later, so he could have been a little older. I don't know. I, I'm not going that de in depth with the study of it, but either way, the principle is true. In his last 15 years, he wasn't the greatest of influences on his son, it would seem, though his son has to make his own choices, 
But his son became one of the most wicked kings outside of Ahab. Manasseh was a wicked king for the southern kingdom of Judah. He had them, he raised back up all of the high places and groves and worshiping false gods. And he was offering, sacrificing babies to the false gods, killing babies. Just absolutely a wicked and cruel man. And he came from and was influenced by Hezekiah, who was, a, for the most part, a godly man. He's been only been spoken of in a negative light today on this podcast, but he was a godly man. But his son was so wicked. Now, every time I talk about this, when I or I hear a preacher talk about this, I am sensitive to it because I understand that there are people maybe that listen to this podcast and people that are in audiences when I'm speaking or when not audiences for wrong word, but a congregation whenever I'm speaking or when another pastor's speaking. And they have children that have grown up and they tried to raise them right. And I believe they tried to set some right examples and they probably failed in some areas just like we all do. But um, their kids didn't turn out the way that they had hoped or prayed. And we could all go back and second guess ourselves and we could all go back and and think, what if I'd have done this, and what if I'd have done that? And, and in my own life, in the last six years, that's been a big question, because uh, uh, my kids have went through two different lives, in a sense. There was the first life, when their dad's a pastor, and, in one way, and then the next life, when we moved back, and after everything happened. So so I view a lot of things, um, even in my own children, and I'm sure many of you do as well, if you listen to this. But the key thing that I want us to take is this, we are an influence in our kids' lives. We need to use and and um, take serious the influence that we have and the time that we have with our kids. That's another thing. I um, I've been very is contemplative the right word. I've been just thinking a lot lately. I have a daughter that's getting ready to be a senior, a senior in high school. I remember when she was born, about 7.26 in the morning on May 8th. It was, um, I, I, it was, I remember like it was yesterday. And now she's a senior. And uh, I was thinking this summer, I remember thinking at the beginning, I was like, well, I've got a couple summers left with, with Mariah, so let's, I want to do this and this. And what I realized is, you, and if you're a young, you got a parent, you got younger kids out there, you need to realize this early. Especially if they're going to work in the summer, you have less time than you think. Now, in my case, I already only have fifty percent of the time. But, um, but then when if they're working, you know, it's in the teenagers like, Dad, hey, I got to go to work, or Dad, I got to go to practice, and you realize that the time that you thought you had is already somewhat gone. And so I say all that to say that we as parents need to make the most of the time that we have and and invest in it and. And uh, for me, I've been very, as I said, contemplative and thinking through things this summer. I've been able to have those moments um, with my kids, especially the boys with fishing and stuff. And we're going to get some more in tomorrow night. Um, but uh, find those times with all of your kids. And uh, it's important. And I, I don't know what Hezekiah did with Manasseh in those last 15 years. I don't know if his pride that was that he got rebuked on when Isaiah kind of pulled him away from his sons. I don't know if... Manasseh was already influenced. There's a lot of things I don't know. But in our journey through the Bible, as I read about some of these things, it causes me to stop and say, hey, uh, what kind of father am I? And sometimes I'm not the best. 
yesterday at Chuck E. Cheese, I I think I nailed it. Now my kids are too old really for Chuck E. Cheese at this point. I mean, the younger boys kind of got into it. The kids that we took over there enjoyed it. But, hey, uh, it was fun. We had a good time. We had a lot of laughs. It was a memory. We had some memories there. But uh, make those times and make those memories. And I'm kind of guy sidetracked on my own. I've been thinking about this stuff and starting to write about it, and then I don't end up writing about it. But, um, but Hezekiah, for such a great start, he didn't finish well. Some of you that listen to this podcast, I mean, let's just be realistic. Let's be realistic. You may be, maybe, let's just, <laughs> we don't know, excuse me. Maybe God choked me up right there because I said that. You may be in your last 15 years. We don't know. But if you were in your last 15 years, what would you want to what would you want to accomplish? What would you want to come from your last 15 years? I hope that's something you will consider and something that you um, that you think about when you think about the relationships God has put around you. So I don't know. I, I got sidetracked on that relationship thing, thinking about Hezekiah and Manasseh. Now my dogs are absolutely barking like crazy, and that's distracting me. So I'm going to wrap up this podcast at the 13-minute mark. But I thank you for listening. I hope you're enjoying your journey through the Bible. We've we've kind of come through Isaiah now. We're going to get back into the Second Kings and uh, the Second Chronicles, finish that up. I don't remember if we have a little bit of Isaiah left, but then we're going to move on. We're going to get to some minor prophets. We've got some difficult books ahead. But we got some good books ahead, but we're over halfway through reading the Bible. Well over halfway through. And I hope that you're enjoying it. If you could ever if I can ever help you, don't hesitate to reach out. I'll try to give an answer, try to help the best I can, do some research. And don't forget to subscribe to Bradmcclure.org. Go there and subscribe. Uh, I don't write all the time now, like I had committed to or said I was going to try to do, but I'm trying to do better at it. And uh, I'm going to maybe some write about, maybe I'll write about some of my midlife crisis as well and family. Who knows? But thank you for being part of the podcast. Thank you for listening. I will see you back on Sunday as we get into Romans chapter 15. We've only got two chapters left in our Romans study. And then we're going to move on to something else. I don't even know what it is yet. But you be prayerful about that because we will put it right here on the podcast. Have a great week.